Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets only on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, I'm your host, credential reporter for Sports Illustrated, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Ladies and gentlemen, the 2022 NBA draft is less than two weeks away at the time of this recording. And there's a lot that we have to discuss. Last installment, we talked about what the Houston Rockets should and what they're nine times out of ten going to do with their top overall selection at pick number three with the possibility of them drafting Paolo Bancaro. That is an idea. That is a a rumor. That is a feeling that it doesn't matter if you are a part of the organization. It doesn't matter if you are a reporter like myself, or it does not matter if you are a fan of the Houston Rockets. Everyone is on the board about the Rockets drafting Paolo Bancaro at pick number three. Everybody's on board with that idea. There's no, there's no question on what the Houston Rockets should and could do at pick number three. However, on the flip side of things, there are a lot of possibilities that the Houston Rockets can do with their second first round draft pick, which is coming in at pick number 17. And on this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets, I am going to share my opinions on what I think might be best for the Rockets at number 17. But before we jump into the draft talk, ladies and gentlemen, I want to take a moment and talk about the recent comments made by Christian Wood. For those of you guys who don't know, Christian Wood threw out the first pitch prior to the Houston Astro game on Wednesday, and he revealed that he has had contract talks with the organization. So I'm going to share my thoughts on the possibility of Christian Wood coming back And to close out this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets, I also want to look at what does the roster for this organization may look like for the front court if the Rockets are able to contain Christian Wood for the long-term future. But before we jump into all that, I got to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. And our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find the latest odds, news, sports development, including this year's NBA Finals, the NHL Hockey's Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early predictions in the NFL. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just remember to use the promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to get your bonus and to get into the action because bet online is where the game starts and of course ladies and gentlemen as i hinted to before i want to open up this latest installment of believe in the rockets talking about the possibility of christian wood coming back to this organization not just for the 2022-23 season but beyond Now, for those of you guys who don't know, Christian Wood is entering the final year of the contract that he signed in December of 2020 to join the Houston Rockets. And of course, like many players around the league, entering the final year of your current contract is by far one of, if not the most important part of your career. 
because if you have a great year, you can set yourself you can set yourself up for a great payday moving forward. If you don't have a great year, you might be forced to sign a one-year approval deal somewhere. Or if you are in good standings with the organization, the organization might feel good about the work that you put in, not just for that season, but in past seasons, reward you with a payday and you get to stay with that organization. Christian Wood, (laughs) it's hard to say that he fits the criteria that makes you say, oh, he is the perfect fit to stay with the Houston Rockets. Now, I'm not about to sit here and talk about why the Houston Rockets should bring Christian Wood back. I already did that like a month ago on this podcast. Please be sure to check that installment out because I broke down three reasons why the Houston Rockets should bring Christian Wood back. And I also broke down three reasons why Houston should not bring Wood back. But for this most recent talk about Wood's future with this organization, I do want to take a look at something that I also use in terms of the coverage that I do with the Houston Texans, mainly more so when you talk about free agents that the organization are rumored to sign. And the reason why I'm using the Houston Texans, of course, as you guys know, I also cover the Texans as well. But the Rockets and the Texans are in the same boat. Boat. You're talking. You're looking at an organization where they have a lot of young, promising players. And this upcoming season might not be the best season for them. We are going to see some improvements from both of these organizations. However, because they are not in a win-now mode, because they are not in playoff contention, a lot of the rumors and a lot of the signings may not make sense for the Rockets or the Texans to do. And of course, for the sake of this argument and for the sake of the show, I'm looking at the Houston Rockets. Now, with that being said... The biggest factor in terms of whether or not it would make sense for the Houston Rockets to bring back Wood is what is going to be the objective for the upcoming season. And that is important because if this is an organization and you're talking about a team who has finished with the league's worst record, not once, but twice, anyone can make an argument that the Rockets are nowhere near ready to win. They are not ready to compete for a play-in tournament spot, and they're damn sure not ready to compete compete for a playoff spot. However, ever since the end of the season, we have had an opportunity to talk to Jalen Green. We have had an opportunity to talk to Elbrun Shagoon. We have had an opportunity to talk to Steven Silas. We have had the opportunity to talk to Josh Christopher. We have had an opportunity to hear from Kevin Porter Jr. and all of the most important guys that we know are going to be a part of this organization in 2023. And the one thing that I can say is that the Rockets want to win more games next season. And that is important because Christian Wood, when he was asked about his future with the Rockets, he said he really just wants to win. This is a guy who has been in the NBA for about five seasons now, and he has never came close to sniffing the playoffs. 
And that was important because his will and desire to get to the playoffs is the same thing that we we have heard from Steven Silas, from Jalen Green, from Kevin Porter Jr., from Alperin Shagoon to Josh Christopher. We have heard them time and time again so far this offseason talk about how they want to be a playoff caliber team, how they want to be more respectful, how they want to be more competitive, actually win more games for this upcoming season. If that is the number one objective for this organization, to be competitive, to go out there and win more games, then I will honestly say re-signing Christian Wood makes a lot of sense. Because first and foremost, regardless how you may feel about Christian Wood, regardless how the, the, the overall view of Christian Wood might be, more so since he took the hands as this team's number one option, as this team's best player since the departure of James Harden. At the end of the day, you cannot deny that Christian Wood has been arguably this organization's best player over the last two seasons. And if this is an organization who wants to win, and you're talking about an organization that has a very young, bright, promising talent in Jalen Green, this is an organization that you might look and say, okay, if they have an opportunity to keep Christian Wood, pair him with the promising backcourt of Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green, this is an organization that could make a little bit of noise next season. A little bit of noise next season could be good for this organization because that is also something that they can build on beyond 2023. However, if the objective for next season, and I really do think this might be the main objective for next season, but if the number one objective for next season is similar to what we saw last year in terms of, yes, we're going to go out there and compete. Yes, we want to go out there and win games, but at the same time, we also are going to prioritize developing the young guys that we're going to bring in, especially during the NBA draft, then it doesn't make sense, sense to extend Christian Wood. With Wood coming out and revealing that he has had contract talks with the Rockets, I'm looking at this in two possible scenarios. Because me personally, I don't think the Rockets are going to get an extension done with Christian Wood this offseason. I don't see it. And I can see this working out in two, possibly three different scenarios in terms of what the Rockets are going to do with Wood. First and foremost, and I think this might be the number one scenario of what's going on with this situation. Raphael Stone is a general manager who does not close the door on any possibility. And he is also a general manager who also tries his hardest to make sure that he keeps the respect as the general manager and to also keep this organization in a good light. And what I mean by that is Raphael Stone does whatever he needs to do to make sure that he works hand-in-hand with the players. And with that being said, with Wood coming out saying that he has had contract talks with Stone, with this organization, it kind of reminds me of the Victor Oladipo scenario to where, remember, prior to the 2021 trade deadline, it was reported that the Rockets had offered Oladipo a two-year contract somewhere in the ballpark of, I think, $20 million, somewhere along those lines, of course, per year. Um, Oladipo declined it, and like 48 hours after that report, he was shipped off to the Miami Heat, even though in hindsight, 
it's, it's a it's a good thing that the Rockets dodged that bullet. I'm talking about a big-ass bullet. But Raphael Stone still went about and did his due diligence to test the market, test the water with Victor Oladipo, boost his trade value up, and was able to move on from him. And I kind of believe that that is what we're seeing with Christian Wood as of now. You offer him the mat, you offer him a contract, see, you know, what the market might be for him. And he declined it. And then in the next couple of weeks, there's a great possibility that, that we can hear breaking news. The Houston Rockets have traded Christian Wood to this team for X, Y, Z. Especially considering that one of the three players that you are going to get in the draft, of course, for the sake of this argument, Paolo Bancaro, this is a guy or those are guys who actually play the same position as Christian Wood and the number one objective, even though this is an organization who wants to win, who wants to be competitive, they're still going to prioritize developing their young talent more so than anything. This is the one scenario that really makes sense. However, if by any chance the objective for this organization that we're hearing out of Steven Silas, that we're hearing out of Jalen Green and, and Kevin Porter Jr. and even Christian Wood, if their number one objective is to win, I could see the Rockets going into the 2022-2023 season with Christian Wood on their roster and them saying to themselves, you know what, we're going to give it until Christmas. And if we are in striking distance to compete for a play-in tournament spot, then we can extend Christian Wood, and now we are confident that we have a team that we can go out there and compete with beyond 2023. However, if it's Christmas and they're looking at a record of, let's say, I don't know, 7-30 and 30 or whatever the case might be, and they are still scratching the bottom or at the bottom of the league, then I can see them moving on from Christian Wood during the trade deadline. That way you can get a lot back, especially for a team that could be positioning themselves for not just a playoff run, but a championship run. So I think this is more so the Rockets and Christian Wood just testing the water, testing the market on what could potentially be if a contract extension, if he has an opportunity to extend his career here in Houston, it's a very interesting scenario, but I don't think Christian would, if, if I had to choose right, right now, I think the Rockets would probably choose the latter, you know, see where they are as a team before they ultimately decide to move on from Wood because at the end of the day, regardless how you may feel about Wood, regardless of what has been said about Wood behind closed doors, there's one thing you cannot deny. This is a guy who has established himself as one of the most versatile big men in the league. And I really do believe if Wood gets himself in the right situation, rather that be fixing relationships here in Houston, buying, in, buying more into what Solace and the Rockets are trying to do whatever the case might be, he would definitely get that recognition that he's yearning for to be considered one of the best big men in the league. So it's going to be interesting to see how this situation plays out. But coming up on the other side of the break, pick number 17, what should the Houston Rockets do and what should the Houston Rockets prioritize? And our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. 
Find the latest odds, news, sports development, including this year's NBA Finals, the NHL Hockey's Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early predictions in the NFL. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just remember to use the promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to get your bonus and to get into the action because bet online is where the game starts welcome back ladies and gentlemen to this latest installment of believe in the rockets only on the believe podcast network as promised i want to have a discussion on what i think the houston rockets should do at pick number 17 and like i mentioned it doesn't matter if it's number three or number 17. I do believe that the Houston Rockets are in a win, win, win situation in terms of the possibilities that they can actually do with either one of these draft picks. You know, the Rockets could go out there and draft best player available. We have heard Raphael Stone talk about that on several occasions, especially after the draft lottery talked about how this team you know it's promising but it's not good enough you still got to draft best player available you know there's people like me who think the Houston Rockets should draft best fit because there are promise and more potential that Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. Alperin Shagoon and whoever could still be part of this roster they're going to take major steps next season and that's why I feel that the Rockets could draft best fit more so than best player because I think if you go best fit it gets them in a scenario where they can actually win more games and be a lot more competitive or they could trade the pick get more assets back rather that be draft picks rather that be another young promising player or maybe it could be a veteran voice that they really need in that locker room I I just feel like it doesn't matter what the Rockets do it's going to be a win for this organization however At pick number 17, and I'm going to continue to stick to my theory of I think the Rockets should go best fit over best available player. When I take a look at pick number 17, I think the Houston Rockets should strongly consider getting one of the best defensive-minded players in this year's draft. And I say that because, one, this is an organization that not only wants to win more games, but in order to do that, they know that they must improve on the defensive side of the ball. This is an organization who ended the 2021-22 campaign with the league's worst defense. They ended the season with a defensive net rating of 116.7. During the Rockets' exit interviews we had an opportunity to talk to Stephen Silas and Silas was talking about some of the improvements that he saw a lot during the second half of the season and one of the things that he said that he saw was the improvements during the Rockets defense now once again for the entire season the Houston Rockets ended the year defensive net rating of 116.7 the Rockets did improve their ranking after the All-Star break to the end of the season. This is a team that went from the 30th worst defense 
to the 23rd worst defense in the league. Minor improvements. But when I take a look at the numbers, when I go back and look at some of the film, <laughs> and I go back and I see some of the final scores where the Rockets gave up 130 to the Atlanta Hawks, 139 to the Memphis Grizzlies, and an average of 122 points per game in back-to-back contests against the Sacramento Kings, it's hard for me to say that the Rockets' defense improved, especially considering during the second half of the season when they went from the 30th worst defense to the 23rd worst defensive team, their defensive net rating was 100 and 16.2 that's not a big difference from the 116.7 that they have for the entire season so when i take a look at the improvements that the rockets made in terms of their rankings to go from the 30 to go from number 30 to number 23 also take a look at teams that basically gave up on the season during the second half of the year especially teams that knew if they give up they can improve their draft stock i.e. the Portland Trailblazers, i.e. the Indiana Pacers, i.e. the Oklahoma City Thunders, i.e. the Washington Wizards, i.e. the Los Angeles Lakers, but we all know how that played out. Every single one of these teams, except for the Lakers, of course, because that pick went to the New Orleans Pelicans thanks to a trade for Anthony Davis a few years back, but every single one of these teams that I just mentioned during the first half of the season, most of those teams except for the Thunder, were in consideration for either a play-in tournament spot or a, a playoff spot. Whether that be due to injuries or due to a trade or whatever the case might be during the second half of the season, those teams were not as competitive as they was at the beginning, which means that they took their foot off the gas. So that's why I'm kind of conflicted to say that the Rockets' defense actually improved in the second half of the season. However, with all that being said, as I mentioned one of, if not the main thing that the Houston Rockets need, is a, is a defensive-minded player. And when I take a look at the draft, when I take a look at prospects who can still be on the board at pick number 17, there's two guys that come to mind, and I wrote about these guys over at Sports Illustrated. The first prospect that I'm looking at, and this is a prospect that the Rockets did schedule a pre-draft workout with. I'm not sure if the workout has already been completed, but I do know for a fact that the Rockets did schedule a workout with this prospect, and this means that Stone and the organization has some type of interest in this young man, and that's Tari Eason, the forward from LSU. Another guy, and I'm not too sure where the Rockets' interest might lie in this next guy, but another guy that I would like to see the Rockets take at pick number 17 is Kendall Brown, the guard slash forward coming for Baylor. Both of these guys are arguably the best that this draft has to offer on defense. Both of these guys definitely improves what the Houston Rockets really need. And that is a perimeter defender who can especially help when the opposing team is attacking downhill. Both of these prospects have long arms. They could play the passing lane. They could create turnovers. They can block the ball when need be if they are challenged at the rim. Both of these prospects can really improve the Rockets' defense. 
And when I take a look at Eason, when I take a look at Brown, once again, I can confirm that the Rockets do have some type of interest in Eason, given that they'd scheduled a pre-draft workout with this young man. If I had to pick between the two, it's a draw. Because I think the Rockets could benefit from both of these guys if they are still on the board at pick number 17. First and foremost, when you take a look at Kendall Brown, I think he has more so of the more of a potential to develop into the three and D type of player that every team tries to have in 2022. And that is important because at some point we are going to expect whether it's this year or next year, at some point we're going to expect the Rockets to take a jump from arguably the league's worst team to, okay, now it's time for you guys to start competing for the playing tournament. Okay, now it's time for you guys to start competing for the playoffs. We want to see, we are starting, we are, we, we, at some point, this is a team we're going to start having expectations for. When I take a look at Kendall Brown, like I just mentioned, just like Eason, he's a guy that's going to improve the Rockets' defense. However, he comes with more upgrade on the offensive side of the ball because not only is he pretty solid at shooting the three ball and you're looking at a guy who shot 34% from behind the arc at Baylor, I know that it's not numbers that's eye-popping, but at the end of the day, this is a guy who can that has shown throughout his long season at college that he can stretch the floor. Kendall Brown has something that the Rockets definitely need. And this, like I mentioned on the last show, this is part of the reason why I want to see Paolo Bancaro become a member of the Houston Rockets at the draft. And that's Kendall's ability to create for others. And that is important because once again, Steven Silas, in order for his offense to run, this is a coach who definitely <laughs> wants the ball to be moving. And if you put a lineup of Paolo, Shagoon, Kevin Porter Jr., adding Kendall Brown, another guy who can help facilitate the basketball is going to do wonders for the Rockets offense. So in that aspect, the fact that you will have an additional playmaker on the court is the reason why I would choose Kendall over Brown. However, not only do the Houston Rockets need help with their defense, not only do the Rockets need somebody that can actually stretch the floor and Eason did showcase the ability to develop into a decent three-point shooter because he played two years in the league. He started off his collegiate career at Cincinnati where he shot 24% from behind the arc. But during his long season at LSU, he shot 36% from behind the arc. A big improvement. But Eason isn't a guy that's going to help facilitate the basketball for the Rockets. However, he is a guy that will help with the Rockets' struggles to rebound the basketball. And that is definitely something that the Rockets need in order to take that next step that they want to make now. 
because there were too many times last year where we saw the Rockets get out rebounded, and it's and, and and it wasn't because of their hustle, because this is a team that did hustle, especially when they were in the game all the way up until the final minute, final two minutes of the game. However, this is a team that used to just get beaten size, and Eason is a guy who is coming in at six eight six nine. With a wingspan of seven foot. And that is something that the Houston Rockets need in order to take that next step. And that is why, in terms of the rebounding factor, I would say Eason over Brown. However, if either one of these guys are sitting at pick number 17, I think that this is going to be a win win situation because. Like I mentioned, in Brown, you get an additional playmaker, you get more so of a well rounded player. Then Eason, however, not only do you get one of, if not the best defensive player in Eason, you also get a guy that can actually help rebound the basketball. And I think the Rockets could benefit from both of these guys. But at pick number 17, like I mentioned, if they go fit, they have to be thinking defensive-minded. And the fact that they already have shown some type of interest in, in Eason lets me know that Stone, Silas, they are thinking defense and our partners at bet online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information find the latest odds news sports development including this year's nba finals the nhl hockey's conference finals major league baseball the latest fighting news and even next season's early predictions in the nfl so head on over to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and you will receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just remember to use the promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to get your bonus and to get into the action because bet online is where the game starts Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets. Thank you so much, guys, for hanging with me today on the next installment of Believe in the Rockets. And I know I said I was going to talk about this on this episode, but because of the whole Christian Wood thing going on, I decided to push it back. But I will go into next week when and if the Houston Rockets should address Adding, adding talent to their backcourt. You guys know me. I'm a big believer in Kevin Porter Jr. I think that young man has a lot of talent to keep the to keep the title as this team starting point guard. He can score. He can facilitate. And I think the Houston Rockets should definitely give him one last chance to see if he's your starting point guard for the future. Especially his pairing alongside Jalen Green. I, I I don't I don't really think that. This is a draft where the Rockets need to go out and hit a home run in the backcourt. But at the same time, I do understand it. So I'm going to talk about the Rockets and improving the backfield on the next episode of Believe in the Rockets. But before we close out, I do want to revisit the conversation regarding Christian Wood and his future with this organization. And like I mentioned for the Rockets to extend Wood, it all depends on what the objective is going to be. Like I mentioned in the first segment, if the objective is to compete and see where you all come Christmas or come the new year and you think you can make a run 
at the playing tournament or whatever the case might be, then of course extend Christian Wood. Because like I mentioned, it nobody cannot deny Wood's talent on the court. There are other things I think he can work on, but his talent is there. And I just love the fact that this is a guy who went undrafted in 2015. He kept working, kept working, and kept working. And now he is finally starting to get the recognition as one of the most versatile big men in the game. And like I keep mentioning, whether that's here in the city of Houston or if he goes somewhere else where he could take the role as a team's number two or number three or whatever the case might be, I think he's going to be looked at more so as one of the best big men in the league because Christian Wood has that potential. But he just got to be in the right situation for it. But I also want to take a look at it from the standpoint of, once again, what can the Rockets benefit from this? And when I take a look at the Rockets' current roster, extending Christian Wood could have the potential to cause more questions surrounding Stephen Silas's rotations. And B, it could also lead to the departure of other players on his roster. And what I mean by that is if Christian Wood was to sign a contract extension this summer, where does that leave other players in the front court? Because it doesn't matter if he's playing the five or playing the four, Christian Wood is definitely going to continue being the starter for the Houston Rockets. And that is interesting because the next issue is going to be where does that leave Elper and Shagoon and where does that leave Paolo, Smith, or Holmgren, whoever they end up drafting at pick number three. Because if Will's starting, he could start at the five. You could play Paolo Bancaro at the four. That leaves Elper and Shagoon coming off the bench as the sixth man. But if this is an organization, and they do, would like to start Shagoon more so than not next season, now you're looking at a situation where it's Shagoon starting at the five, Will starting at the four, and that means you will now feature a lineup that will have your top prospect in this year's draft coming off the bench as the sixth man, which could possibly hinder their development. So that's just the starting lineup of things. But what about the bench rotation of things? Because rather if it's Shagoon or one of the three prospects that the Rockets can get in this year's draft, somebody is going to have to take a role as a six-man, which means where would that leave a guy like Garuba or Kenya Martin Jr.? Garuba, I'm not really high on as of yet. I think the best game I've seen him play might have been the loss in Houston against the Indiana Pacers, I think that was the game where he had, I believe, like 10 rebounds and three blocks. I don't know if that was him or Bruno Fernando. I think that was Garuba. He did have a game similar to those numbers, but I, I'm not really big on Garuba. I think he could benefit more with another year in the G League. However, in terms of Kenyon Martin Jr., if Wood signs an extension to stay, I think that this could mark the end of Kenyon Martin. Because when you compare the minutes and stuff that he was playing when he first got here in 2021, he was damn near a starter. But his minutes did take a decline last year when they brought in Elper and Shagoon. 
Now, not only would he be fighting for minutes with Shagoon, but he would also be fighting minutes with whoever the Houston Rockets bring in with his top overall selection at pick number three. And so so it's like, where would he be? Are you going to just let him continue coming off the bench as a sixth or a seventh or eighth man? I, 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 are you going to just let him continue coming off the bench as a seventh or eighth or a ninth man? I, I mean, I really don't know. I don't see it. And I can see the Houston Rockets possibly flipping Kenya Martin Jr. for something. I know it's not going to be nothing big, but flipping him for something, let's say for a second-round pick or whatever the case might be, because Martin has showcased the potential to be very reliable and very good as a rotational piece. But they extend Christian Wood. You have Shingun. You got the number three overall pick. There's no way I can see Kenyon Martin continuing his role, continue continue his spot as a rotational player in Steven Silas' system. I think the only win, if Christian Wood signs an extension here in Houston, the biggest win of all is going to be for Ja'Shawn Tate. <laughs> and I say that because I've always liked Tate playing a three more so than an undersized four. And I think not only will the Rockets benefit from that because it puts him back in a natural position, but he will benefit from that as well. And if the Rockets keep Wood, he would definitely either be starting at the three or if they would like to roll out a lineup of Shagoon, Paolo, and Wood, you have him coming off the bench as your sixth man. However, you cannot deny that he would no longer be playing the four as an undersized player, he will be playing a three where he can utilize his talents more so for the better of the team and for the better of himself. But ladies and gentlemen, that's going to conclude this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets only on the Believe Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. For ladies and gentlemen, please remember to follow Believe in the Rockets on Twitter at Believe in Rockets. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube